water backstage Sorry. just one sip for was, god's sake it was right at the moment we needed to leave no i know but sometimes after ryan says our names if we wait like an extra second uh-huh then people it's more anticipation because they've heard our names they know we're gonna come out but we're not out yet it's perfect time oh we're out to take <laughs> i mean it was right there that was good to. i thought that was good no i thought that was good i thought that was it was right there yeah. appropriate Guys, that's Rio Butcher. You guys, that's Cameron Esposito. Yeah. Woo. Do you know what you look like tonight? What do I look like In your tonight? Outfit? Uh-huh. You look like you're about to take a bunch of little pieces of amber and some serum or whatever, stick them in an empty Barbasol container and try to get it out of Jurassic Park. Ah, ah, ah. Wrong! Movie franchise! I'm trying to kind of cosplay Jock, the seaplane, the getaway seaplane operator from the beginning of Raiders of the Lost Ark. Well... Number one, that's actually unfair. I'm fishing. That's actually unfair because you know I wouldn't know that. Because I don't like those movies. I know, it's terrible. Well, it's the worst. One time they were on TV recently and I thought they were okay. Uh But other than that, I thought they were very boring, (laughs) sexist. I didn't want to see any more of Han without Leia. Oof. Okay. That's a fair argument. I mean, it is a, it, it's a fair argument. Um, I just, I don't even know if I'm in the right headspace to defend Indiana Jones right now. <laughs> so I think I might let it go. <laughs> it's not the best franchise. <laughs> Look, I understand Crystal Skull. <laughs> happened and it shouldn't actually whose crystal skull is like the one i would watch what (laughs) but you know why (laughs) this is very offensive because you're kidding not even listening you're just taking your wedding ring off oh come on that's not how you solve issues (laughs) look at this example some of these people might be younger than us or older than us but earlier in their relationships and so they're trying to figure out from us as they're kind of guiding stars right, how to work to through problems and have a good stage. marriage. And I'm saying that I would watch Crystal Skull and you know why, Carol, and you're trying to act like that's an unreasonable that's thing to most, say. That's the most sexist one. Because Marion just gets knocked out and then doesn't do anything. Like back in Crystal part Skull? Two. Yeah. I've never seen it. I've only seen oh pictures. <laughs> I've only seen pictures of Kate Blanchett in it, and when I saw those pictures, I thought, oh, I probably would like that movie. <laughs> it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie. Well. <laughs> You're going to break your ankle. <laughs> On your one twisty leg, even. Don't do it. I do have one twisty leg. She has one twisty leg. You can't straighten it. Even I don't know. I don't know what you call a half pigeon toe, but I've got it. What do you mean a half pigeon toe? Well, this leg stays straight, and then this one is not straight. Oh, but yeah. the whole thing is not straight. So that's right. I was gonna do it, <laughs> and then that would have been my Beach gay joke. Too. But mm-hmm. you actually said two gay jokes. Yep. Well, Rhea, what have we been up to lately? I wonder. <laughs> that's a great segue. Yeah. Uh, I went to the World <laughs> Baseball Wait, Classic. I don't know what week. you just did, like but it. in my mind, oh, you did that. In yeah. my mind, because I was looking straight, 
Because I was looking gay. <laughs> because I was looking gaily forward. Forward. Um, Lesbianly forward. Yeah. You, t- you said, that's a great segue. And then I thought you... <laughs> How about you put on a helmet and then travel around the city looking at sights? Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really do that here, huh? Segway tours are not a thing. Chicago. That's it's, what I'm thinking of. The city I'm it's from. It's constant. So many Segway tours. <laughs> That's where they all are. You know how you guys were like, eh, where are they these days? You Just Chicago. When you said the that when you The city of Chicago bought all the Segways. Yeah, they did. And then they go right in the lake. Um, <laughs> that worked over there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, what have we been up to lately? I went to the World Baseball Classic last week. Yes. Three people are into it. That's great. <laughs> My kind of crowd. It was terrifying. <laughs> Why is that? Uh, there were some people in Trump jerseys. Well, chounting you know, US. I think you chounting? actually have to, you might have to start earlier. I said chounting. So I feel like that has to be addressed. <laughs> that does sound like how people that are in the, that's how I would describe oh, the way Sean Spicer talks for sure. <laughs> chounting? Yeah. yeah. That dude chounts for sure. <laughs> That dude needs to shut his chount hole. <laughs> he is my least favorite Spice Girl. <laughs> Definitely gonna have a heart attack, Spice. <laughs> Coronary Spice. He is so... God damn it. He is so beyond God his God damn it. I can't even tell what's going on in his... Suit. Do you know what I? Do you know what I feel like? Do you know who I feel like he was as a kid? I don't know how old he is. He's either twenty-five or seventy-nine. <laughs> but I think he might be our age. It's just I can't tell yeah, the age of impossible. men. You understand? It's very impossible. Some of them are very young, but they have a lot of facial hair. Some of them are very old, and they have no facial hair at all. So how the fuck am I supposed to know how old you are? Some are tall. That doesn't necessarily mean they're old. I don't get it. <laughs> but. <laughs> I have a hard time judging the age of men, but I feel like he's our age. Yeah. And I want to say something about the kind of person that I think he is, slash the kind of kid I think he was. I think he was the kind of kid that if you went over to his house, yes. and he had original Nintendo, uh-huh. and you were playing Duck Hunt with him, yes. and you were winning, that he took the gun from you, walked right up to the TV, and shot the ducks while touching the TV with the gun. Probably, yeah. And people that are our age will know that is the ultimate cheat, and it's bullshit, and it works, but don't do that. <laughs> I feel like he would do that and then also rip the console out of the wall, yeah. throw it at you and be like, I won! And walk away and leave his house. And then you'd be like, but this is not my house. Yeah. Man, original Nintendo had a lot of good... Um, we are just sneaks. Riding the wave on this one. <laughs> you mean as opposed to usually when yeah. we say right on, right on track? Task. Yeah. Um, I said chount and then it's all... We're just... <laughs> Original? What other cheats? I said sneaks. Oh, sneaks. <laughs> Are you going? Because I actually am like pretty deep in the video game world. <laughs> right, so right. that's what it's called in video games when there's a way do to do it, right? you guys know any sneak codes? Yeah. <laughs> that's what you use on Zappos, by the way. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> you shut up. You shut up. <laughs> um... No, the ultimate cheat code on original Nintendo is if you had the power pad. Uh huh. A lot of younger people here, they don't even know what I was talking about. It's like it a is calculator not, for the floor. It's not a menstrual product. Yeah. Uh, it, you had the power pad you put on the ground, and there was something you could play called Olympics or something like that. I think that was the name of the game. Um, and then, the, you know, what was amazing was the long jump. Because there was nobody at Nintendo that was thinking about how easy it would be. The way that they measured how far you went in long jump uh-huh. is that you had to take off, and then they estimated Wait, you mean your... take off like you had to go like this, and, we, and you had to jump, and then when you landed, then That's they the then that was how long you jumped. Right. But if you just went. <laughs> You would win so much! So much. The computer would be like, this is amazing! You really are an Olympian. (laughs) The Nintendo was like, holy shit! 
I really like playing um, California games for yeah. Nintendo. Because literally anybody remember this video game in here? Maybe awesome. they didn't have it here. Right, because it's Maybe California. Maybe it was just called like, Local Wordy. Games. <laughs> it was just called Games. Yeah. <laughs> no, my favorite was because you could play Hacky Sack. You could play Hacky Sack on a Nintendo. And it was just a dude whose leg would go... Did you ever... And you would, like, move over, and then you go... Did you ever do that? Play Hacky Sack? No, like IRL, yeah. Yeah, for, like, 20 minutes. And then I was like, this is so stupid. I wasn't a soccer person. No, I know. You weren't, like, like a burnout kid. That's, like, a real burnout kid activity. No offense to all the burnouts. No offense to hacky suckers in the room. Oh, you were talking about World Baseball Classic. I felt like it was important to tell these people what that is. Because it was a California game. Nobody knows what that is. It's a baseball game. It's a baseball series where countries play each other every four years. So it's sort of... Can I ask you a question? Is it, like, a bunch of countries throughout the world? Yeah. It almost feels like I can think of a different name. It would almost be better. <laughs> like what? Oh, I don't want to say it. <laughs> like the World oh, you Series. Mean like a, yeah, 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 yeah. Like the World Series. Unfortunately, that name was taken by <laughs> one country that also then later there's also another Sometimes country. So it's Canada. two countries yeah. uh, but on the same continent. Yeah, okay. So you went to that game and you I found it to be scary? <laughs> yeah. Because why? Some Trump jerseys. And, Who uh, was playing? Uh, the USA and Puerto Rico. Both teams first time in the championship uh, game. So it was, a, it was a fun first time. And I was ready to go and cheer for Puerto Rico because my favorite player was playing for them. And I was just excited for that. And then I got there and I was like, oh, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> There's a lot of people yelling. Very scary. Well, and a lot of Americans don't realize that Puerto Rico is the United States. So... <laughs> Kind of no loser in this situation, but... Uh, also, all those players, like, those players all play baseball here. in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah absolutely. I just want to also say that. That's, yeah, yeah, 100%. Hey, mwah, Americans being great and <laughs> yeah. understanding things. Well, but the U.S. was winning by, like, six runs, and there was this woman sitting next to me who had been giving me weird side eye for quite some time. But she continually throughout the game would be like, Come on, let's get some runs on the board! And there were already six runs on the board. <laughs> She also brought a sandwich and a salad. Do you remember when we sat yes, next to those people that I had do. salads? And this they is brought a regular occurrence. And then they brought, their own they brought their own dressing, dressing container. Went. So they sat down and opened up this whole thing. <laughs> tucked in a little napkin. I shook up like, their salad. Shook up their dressing. I know. I couldn't believe it. It was the weirdest thing I've ever so seen. So organized. I wanted to be like, you know, there's food here. You know what? Which reminds me of a joke that I told our writer's room this week. It's not a real joke. It's just a joke that I think is really funny. Great. Are we going to end on this one? (laughs) Mm, Shoot. (laughs) I'll save it for later. Chount. Chount it. Chount your joke. Well, because those people were meal prepping, Rhea, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah. The practice of making your meals for the week on yes. a Sunday? Is that what That's you're talking right. about? That's right. Yep. And as though you are your own kindergartner. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there's, a, there's... I'm going to enjoy this. Well, And that's for me. <laughs> The, the, okay, so maybe this is the very brief way of wrapping this up, is that, um, well, five years ago, I made a BuzzFeed video where, (laughs) where people could write in questions called Ask a Lesbian, and one person asked, who is the Channing Tatum of the lesbian Uh, world? And at the time, Orange is the New Black was very new, and I said, Laura Prepon, I agree with myself, also, I would accept Kate Menick. Um, but. Wow. No. <laughs> no recognition for Shane? From the wow. outward? I'm an old crone. Holy fuck! We're gonna die very soon. That was a recent show to us. You, you guys? I feel like that show is still on. We got a bigger 
reaction from California games. Yeah. Well, at least we know what the word California means. What is the L word? Why aren't they telling us what that word is that starts with L? Literally. You guys, this is showtime. Oh, shut up. Okay. I said Laura Prebon then. Okay, fast forward five years. Uh, I was in a movie, and Laura was in this movie, and she's very nice. Here's the first joke. She made a meal prep book, cooking book, and it seems very good because she looks great. But I can't believe that it's not called Get Your Prep On. I guess we could have closed on that, huh? <laughs> uh, the, I do have to finish this up by saying that at the end of shooting, a friend of hers showed up to the set. <laughs> Laura had been super nice. She actually came to this show and had drinks with us. Everything was seeming normal and cool. And then her friend came to set and was like, where do I know you from? And I was like, oh, I don't know. I do stand up. And then she turned to Laura and she goes, oh my God. This is the woman that said you were the Channing Tatum of the lesbian world. <laughs> Remember when you showed me that video? <laughs> and I had to be like... <laughs> and she had to be like... <laughs> she showed her the video. No, no! So anyway, what I'm trying to say is... Get your prep on with Laura Prepon. She will hear this. <laughs> yeah. And it will continue the It'll story be weird. forever. Yeah. Get your prep on. <laughs> you got Oh, wow. Oh, oh wow. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so cool. Bria, would you like to have a comic come out on stage right now? I would love that. Do you want to pre- prep on the crowd? I don't know. I can't. You can't say, do I want to prep on the crowd? I, I know sounds, I can't say. I, <laughs> that sounds come on. very something I, else. Oh, just, um, all right. Oh, well, but, get your prep on, guys. Because um, this next comic uh, is, he's hilarious. He's a friend of the show. Mm-hmm. We love him when he comes by. We love him when he comes by? <laughs> That's not what I meant to say. We love it when he comes by. We you guys. it when he comes by. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear from Blake Wexler, guys. Give it up for Blake. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello. Very good. I, um, uh, like most people uh, who aren't from a city, I lie and say that I am from a city when people ask me uh, where I'm from. And uh, I say I'm from Philadelphia. I'm not. I'm from 20 very important, safe, amazing public school ridden miles outside of that city. But I always say I'm from Philadelphia whenever someone asks me. And um, I was in uh, the back of a lift the other day, because who the fuck do I think I am, huh? You do it too. Why are we in the back? Why? Oh, I'm sorry. Are you famous? Are you going to get recognized if you sit in the front of that 2007 Toyota Corolla? Beige? Beige as the day is long. 24 hours of God damn it, that car is. But we sit in the back. Um, so anyway, I'm in the back of a lift. And, ooh, let's put these away. And um, I'm in the back of a lift. And uh, the, the lady driving, um, she goes, hey, uh, where are you from? And I just go, oh, I'm actually from Philadelphia. And a smirk crosses her face. And she goes, oh, yeah, me too. What street? And I go, the suburbs. And I just roll into traffic. And because... I'd rather die. I'd rather die than the truth be known. Um, I I threw out my 27-year-old back uh, the other day, which was a a very humbling moment. Because that's bullshit. The warranty on a back should be 30 fucking years. It should be 30. Like, I'm getting older, but I'm still too young for that shit. But no, out she goes. And... 
Like, I feel like I should be able to take my back back to the back store and just be like, this is fucking horseshit. I have three years left on this warranty. And they'd be like, oh, well, you know, sometimes you get drunk and drop it down the steps. And I'd be like, all right, you're touche. I guess that would void a warranty. I threw it out, and uh, I threw it out at, uh, at my girlfriend's place, and I have a girlfriend. Surprise! Ha 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 Peppa Pig. Um, and uh, I threw it out there, and um, I was bedridden. I was bedridden for days, and um, she has a dog uh, named Ollie. He's a boy dog, and he's half beagle um half whip it uh full adorable he's so cute so my girlfriend (laughs) has a job and uh so she went to it and it was just me and ollie alone all day and i was bored so i tried to convince ollie uh that his name was phoebe uh because there was nothing else i could do and i was like come here phoebe come here phoebe come here girl come here phoebe and and he's just staring at me like who the fuck is phoebe i don't know her and then the next day, before my girlfriend left, she goes, oh, here, uh, here's some treats for Ollie, you know, just to, you know, just to keep him occupied. And I'm like, oh, very good. And I'm like, come here, Phoebe, come here, girl. And he's not moving, and I, 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 move, I bring out the treats, and I go, come here, Phoebe. And he goes, oh, I could be Phoebe. And he, <laughs> he skedaddles over to me. And uh, a few days later, uh, this was last week, I was able to walk again. I'm an inspiration. And <laughs> he walked again. And uh, I'm walking around the neighborhood with my girlfriend and, uh, and Ollie, and Ollie is, is being a bad boy. He's not moving. He's just not moving. He's just sitting there. And my girlfriend's like, come here, Ollie. Come here, boy. Come here, Ollie. And without thinking, I'm like, oh, come here, Phoebe. And he runs over, and she goes, what the fuck did you do? What did you do? What did you do to my dog? And I go, you have two dogs. And... <laughs> I, uh, so the way I met my girlfriend, my girlfriend actually uh, also lives in Philadelphia, 20 miles outside, and um, she, uh, I love her. The way we met, um, I was back uh, home doing shows, and um, we, uh, we really, really hit it off. And it's like hard to meet someone, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's very, very difficult. And uh, I met her, and we really hit it off, and I stayed a couple days, and it was amazing. And um, then I had to fly back to L.A., and I was super bummed out because I'm like, God damn it, like, it's very, very rare that you meet someone like that. And then when I'm getting on the plane, she sent me a text and she goes, uh, Blake, um, I, uh, I hope this doesn't freak you out. Um, I just bought a ticket to come see you in L.A. this weekend. And I'm like, <laughs> I know it doesn't freak me out. That's amazing. So I wanted to make it as comfortable for her as possible because it's different. You know, like a guy seeing a girl, uh, you know, flying across the country to see a girl is one thing. Uh, a girl flying across the country to see a guy is another thing because men just uh, generally speaking are huge piles of shit. So <laughs> to make her feel as comfortable as possible, I cleaned. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, debonair. Uh, I cleaned. And um, I live uh, in a building um, with very, very thin floors. And um, in this building, I don't want to say what town I live in, because you know, I, I wanna, I'll be a little vague, uh, but I do live in a very Korean town. <laughs> it's called Koreatown. So I live in Koreatown, and above me, uh, uh, there's a family um, that, by the way, I haven't met all of them, so I don't have an exact number, but uh, it's a Korean family of anywhere between 20 to 30,000 people. They give or take a couple thousand, but that's like the ballpark. So uh, I bought earplugs because the, the children, like, like probably like 20,000 kids, uh, stomp around in the morning like wildebeest. It sounds like an earthquake. It's terrible. So I bought uh, earplugs from um, this girl and I, and uh, I laid them out next to candles. And I'm giving her a tour of the house. I'm like, yes, this is the living room, and here are the candles and earplugs. She goes, weird. And very weird. Uh, so we had an amazing first night together. Uh, she's, we're about to go to bed, and I turn to her, and I'm like, hey, just so you know, there's um, uh, just tens of thousands of Korean kids upstairs. Uh, you may want to put in um, earplugs. And she goes, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm like, okay. And we make, I put mine in, and we wake up the next day. I take mine out, and I'm like, did they wake you? And she goes, no, 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 I'm totally fine. I slept great. And I'm like, huh. So we have another amazing day together. We're going to bed. She's beautiful. She's laying there. I'm like, hey, uh, you have a big day tomorrow. You may want to put in the earplugs. She goes, no, I'm fine. And I'm like, huh. I don't know if you're going to be. And I'm acting very weird. So we go to bed, uh, wake up next morning, I take out my earplugs and I go, did they wake you up? And she goes, no, I'm fine. And I'm like, how the hell is this possible? And then I realized it was a holiday weekend. 
the, the Korean family was not there. They just weren't home. So this girl flies across the country to see a guy and he's just like, beware the children, the Asian children, they're in the walls. Like in the, in the morning, if one falls on you, it's not a big deal, but thousands, they'll break your back. Imagine trying to explain that. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. You know, like the Asian children, they weren't there on the vacation. They weren't there. And she goes, were they ever? And been together for a year. All right, you guys were great. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Blake Wexler, you guys let him hear it. <laughs> he was talking about his back. I've talked about this before, but I'm going to talk about it again. Do you know your ribs can move out of place? Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> well, I was unaware. So I started going uh, to a chiropractor who's like a very crystals-based sort of chiropractor. <laughs> Lots of Enya, Native American pan flute. And it's been helping because uh, it's not like the cranky sort of chiropractor. It's like massage and then move stuff around. Um, but the thing that I really love about him is that he has a uh, parakeet in his office. <laughs> And it's a therapy parakeet. <laughs> and I really love emotional support animals. I think they're great. Chickens, pigs, whatever. They're all like, that's the whole, that's the whole point of the, th but how <laughs> does the therapy parakeet <laughs> go from being a parakeet to the therapy parakeet? Where does it get its doctorate? Because if you have a dog, it has to go like through obstacle training and stuff? Like, do you have to take the therakeet? The, the therakeet. <laughs> you have to, like, test run it through the airport? Like, don't look at anybody. <laughs> Just imagine, like, a little parakeet on a leash. Like, sunglasses. Just trying to lay low in the airport. Not paying attention to the, the airport birds that are like, where am I? <laughs> Those poor guys. How did they get in there? Were they on a plane and then they, they just got stuck there like Tom Hanks? Well, I thought that was funny. Do you guys want to keep the show going? I sure do. We have so many amazing comics. This next comic is a favorite of mine. He's literally one of my favorite humans. So please give a warm welcome to Mr. Paul F. Tompkins. Hey, Paul F. Tompkins, how are you? Hey, Rhea Butcher. You're so great. Thank you. Let's just start it You're off so comment. great. No, please, stop. <laughs> so we're going to a baseball game together. That's right. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Do you get nervous in baseball stadiums? Or yeah, I do. Sporting I, events of any kind? I do. I feel like, because I'm not a huge sports guy, mm -hmm. and I only started following baseball again since I was a kid last year, mm -hmm. and so I do feel like... Uh, first, I feel like a fraud. Sure. Then I also feel like there's a lot of sports aggression. Oh, yeah. Even in baseball. Oh, yeah. That's just around. The, just the slowest sport that is pretty close to golf. Yeah. When people are very, very angry. There's a lot of yelling. Mid-season. A lot of yelling, yeah. No reason. Yeah. I feel like I always end up in front of the guy that <laughs> had, like, the shittiest dad coach who does the same thing. <laughs> Yeah. And then it gets real aggressive real fast. Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah. Like, yeah. are you talking to me right now? Yeah. <laughs> that's There's also that thing of when people are getting hammered, you know, on beer. Oh yeah. And if you are not drinking, mm -hmm. it's like I, I drink, but mm -hmm. I don't go to a baseball game <laughs> to get for the beer. Smash. Yeah. yeah. And when you're around drunk people and you're not drunk, it's mm -hmm. scary because oh, yeah. you realize the unpredictability of mm -hmm. these people. And then when there's when if, if things are not going their way, yeah. who knows yeah. how they're going to express that? Absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> Nickel beer night in Cleveland. Nickel beer night. Or maybe it was ten cents. I'm not sure. Either way, still terrible. Yeah. But that was that's I a think, legendary disaster. Yeah. yeah. Did, was it the same night that they gave away bats? Also, there was like <laughs> souvenir bat night. That once. might be. I think two separate that's nights. Maybe an urban legend now that those things happen at the same time. I, just, I could be wrong. Oh. But it's sort of like souvenir full size bats. <laughs> full size bats. I mean, even the mini That's bats. That's just a mistake anyway. Or asking for it. Because exactly. you can hide it and get it out at the last minute. <laughs> oh my God. Well, this was very fun talking baseball again. 
I want to be better I, at it. You no, know, I yes, but I. You were talking baseball on the show, but I I totally re, like I'm really into it, and I like mm. being really into it. But there's only so much space in my brain. Yeah. To hold on to everything. Also, sure. You just can't remember everything, and I find, and I know that this will happen. Dudes will like. I'll say I'm into baseball. I'll say what my team is, and then they'll start questioning me yeah. about everything. Oh well, and you I'll, have yes, of yeah. course. And then I'll because I'll, you're obviously lying, <laughs> right? Yes, you're trying to be cool. Yeah, and then I'm like, All right, could you like? I know you're doing this because I'm a woman, <laughs> and so if you could just stop. Like, I don't have anything to prove. Yeah. I like the game. I grew up with it. Right. Leave me alone. I don't want to talk about the the war of this pitcher or whatever. Like, I don't care about sabermetrics. Exactly. And then they'll say, no, no, I do this to everybody. And I want to be like, oh, don't. Don't, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't do it to anybody. Find one person that's like this and spend all your time with them. You know, another thing that I have is that I, I beyond, you know, sports, stuff that I'm into, mm-hmm. I kind of don't like to talk about it that yeah. much. Do you know what I mean? I like to enjoy it. And so... Even when, like, I really like clothes a lot, mm-hmm. I don't like to talk about clothes. Yeah. I can't, and there's people that come up to me, they want to talk about mm-hmm. it, and it's just like, I don't know, there's something about it that... It well, it's almost me, like sports again. Yeah. Like, like, I don't, but I don't... It's it's weirdly embarrassing to me. I think I got scarred for life when I, I was a kid, and I went to a Doctor Who convention. Oh, I boy. loved Doctor Who when I was yeah. a kid. Went to this convention, I was like 12, 13, and... That turned me off of the idea oh. of, of talking with yeah. other people about a thing you like. Yeah. So like this is too much. I can't it's I too much. Wanna stop talking about this thing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No. No, let's stop talking about this thing. <laughs> Fair enough. Thank you, Paul. <laughs> Bye. Give it up for Paul, you guys. Oh, he's so great. And you know what else is you know what else is kind of fun? Uh, Paul is like is like Rian, my real life friend, like a real like we have like a real adult friendship with each other. And I can't explain how. Like for instance, this last week, Rian and I had different groups of people over to our home, where we live. Not a lot of people, like two people at a time. Three different nights. We had people over at our house. Like we, inv- we inv- felt comfortable inviting them, and then they came. And I just can't tell you what an achievement this feels like. Like just like a huge, huge achievement. If I was great at inviting people over to my house and feeling like they would come and want to be there, I wouldn't have to charge you money to feel like I could trust you to want to hang out with me. (laughs) Like, I didn't have a bachelor party. I taped a stand-up special two days before my wedding. Uh, And then I invited my friends to fly in early if they wanted to attend the special. Do you realize how fucking crazy that is? Like, the level of just sort of... But um, I'm trying to get better at it. Like, I'm trying to get better at f- trusting the universe... Tr- trusting that people will want to hang out with me and come to my house. Um, our house has gotten a little bit better, which is nice, too. When we first moved to L.A., we had, like, just a very tiny apartment. And then what I also didn't realize was that we bought furniture that was big enough for us, but when you're two women... And Rhea and I are pretty small. Like, I'm very very tiny, and then Rhea's Rhea's so little, if you, trust me, you guys. Um, (laughs) We had furniture that was sized for us, and then we tried to have male friends over. Like, I don't know if anybody knows who Steve Agee is, but he is like two feet taller than me, and he sat in our little tiny chair and it was like when you go to like a grade school for some sort of play that like your niece is in or whatever and then you go to the bathroom and you realize that oh my god the toilets are little in here <laughs> like when i was here the toilets were the right size and i've been to a grade school in a while because that makes a lot of sense i'm an adult and not a weird person um i've been to a grade school and toilets are tiny so um we had to get bigger furniture. We had to go ahead and get a bigger couch, like a normal, uh, not queer woman-sized couch, like a dude, like you know, like like we can fit in it. And then there's a no- whole other area. Um, 
that usually is just reserved for our eight-pound dog who is a real man-spreader, and that's true. He does it with all four legs. Um, does anybody else... Does anyone know what I'm talking about here? Like, it, clap if you... Clap if it feels risky to try to make adult friends. Okay. That's a lot of you, and I, th- and I will just assume that the rest of you are liars. Because <laughs> I cannot imagine a scenario where it feels comfortable to go up to another person, especially, like, if you're in a relationship, and you're, n- like, especially if you're, okay, so especially, and listen, there's lots of different types of relationships, so I'll take that out of it. Especially if it's not, you're not trying to get that person's number for any sort of dating reason, right? You just want their friendship number. Like, I actually would be way more comfortable being like, hey, girl. Actually, legit, I have never asked for a number in my life. They're just given to me. And that's fucking true. That's true. That's true. Um, But yeah, to go up to, like, a friend and just say, especially, like, you meet somebody at a party or you're at you've you've seen them a couple times and now you want to continue this relationship. I found the easiest thing to do is to uh, leave the house without saying goodbye, wherever whatever party you're at. Go home, follow them on Twitter and Instagram, so you really know where they are. <laughs> and then just show up to those places. Well, um, I appreciate those of you who felt like you wanted to support me when I said a risky thing, like, does anybody here feel this way about adult friendship? And I thought that was very cool that a lot of you, you know, really put yourselves on the line like that. What is on your shirt? It's a bunch of flowers. Yeah. That's it right there. You know what I mean? You look great. I like your outfit. I don't know if you clapped. Is friendship easy for you? No, yeah. Yeah. I didn't assume so. If friendship was easy, you wouldn't have to wear the coolest fucking shirt. Right? Like, you're wearing a cool fucking shirt because then that's how people approach you and that's how you approach people. Then somebody says to you, what's on your shirt? And you're like, fauna fauna and stuff like that. And you use the word, did you say flora or fauna? What did you say? Flowers. Flowers. Yeah, you said flowers, but then you were like, and fauna and stuff. And I thought that was very cool, like kind of an inclusive term. I liked it, and I felt like we were friends. Well, round of applause for this person. Who looks just great. You guys, we're gonna keep the show rolling. This next comic, they have never done this show before. And whenever it is somebody's first time on the show, we welcome them with extra exuberance, like their new friend that we're not going to approach directly to come to our house. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for Teresa Lee. Give it up for her. I will go to your house, so uh, you can invite me anytime. <laughs> I'm actually in a great mood. I overheard a guy popping the question to his girlfriend today. Yeah, he was like, so what's your deal? (laughs) She's like, what do you mean? (laughs) I live out in LA with my twin sister. I do have a twin. She works out and I don't, but we look the same, so. One of us is doing it right. (laughs) She's actually a musician, and I'm a comedian, so my parents didn't pray hard enough. (laughs) My parents are from Taiwan. Like, they love us, but they love us the way you love hot wings and burritos. You know, like, they're ashamed. I shouldn't complain. Like, I do feel like I was pretty lucky growing up. Like, we had our rough patches, but overall, I was very lucky. Like, my dad has only ever hit me one time in my life, and I remember it. I was seven years old. My mom came in, and she got very angry at him. She yelled at him and was like, that is my thing. 
I actually had to come out to my mom twice because she forgot the first time. Yeah. She did, I know. I guess you can call it denial, but... I came out to my college boyfriend. Uh, I was a pretty late bloomer, so I told him I was gay a couple years out of college. And he said, that answers a lot of questions for me. I was like, yeah, I know, me too. <laughs> then I found out I'm not gay, I'm actually bi. But I didn't correct myself. Because how do you tell somebody, oh, it was you? <laughs> I am bi. Uh, like I said, I was a late bloomer. I didn't start having sex until I was pretty old. So it just took me a while to figure out what I liked, you know? Because I'd get crushes on guys, and then I'd get crushes on girls. And I just figured for a while I was a straight girl that liked girls. Because, you know, that's a thing. <laughs> you know, you can like vegetables and not be a vegetarian. <laughs> Well, obviously that wasn't true, so I, I eventually realized, like, I'm not a straight girl that likes girls. I'm just a girl that likes attention, you know? <laughs> so, worked out. I am seeing someone right now on Snapchat. <laughs> He's very cute. He's got long tongue, dog ears, you know? <laughs> I did go visit him in his apartment. He lives in New York. Uh, it was on Google Street View, but I think it still counts. <laughs> I like Snapchat, I do. I like sexting, because you can, it's like fan fiction, you know? You can say anything you want, right? I can say anything, no matter how unrealistic. Like, I could text a guy, I'm giving you the best blowjob ever, right? Unrealistic. I could text somebody, you made me come, you know, unrealistic. I took a Myers-Briggs personality test recently. It's this test you can take online. It determines your leadership style. So I did it, and it was online. There was a results page with a comment section. So I read the comments, and people had written things like, this is so spot on. How did they know? <laughs> so I replied, I don't know, maybe because you answered 93 questions about your personality. <laughs> so dumb. No offense if you like personality tests. <laughs> but I want to make one. It's just going to be one question. Describe yourself. <laughs> and then you answer, and the results page, it's just a guy who's like, yeah. <laughs> I recently quit drinking. Thank you so much. Thank you. I did. Um, I lived in New York for like eight years, so it took me a while to quit, because everyone there is an alcoholic. So I didn't think I had a problem, you know? Like, it was like living in the Olympic Village but I wasn't winning any medals. Like one of my friends, she took off her underwear at a bar and gave it to a guy. Like it wasn't even her birthday. <laughs> Just a Tuesday. So I didn't think I was that bad. Like one of the craziest things I did, I went home with a guy I met at a bar, um, like a one night stand, went to his place and he didn't have any sheets on his bed. His bed was just a yoga mat on the floor. <laughs> and I still slept with him. And then I dated him for a year and a half. It's just like crazy stuff like that, you know. Um, I think instead of giving breathalyzer tests, they should just ask you, do you think your ex is still in love with you? If you say yes, you're too drunk to drive. <laughs> hey, question, have you guys ever had someone break up with you and then had to watch them right away on a Razor scooter? Very humbling. <laughs> this guy broke up with me. This was the mattress guy. And <laughs> I know, right? I didn't tell him this, but at the time I was pregnant. But not with the baby, but like with our love, you know? <laughs> you know, when you come inside a girl, it goes straight to her heart. <laughs> it's like a jelly donut. But instead of jelly, it's just love, yeah. They say um, if you love something, uh, fuck, what, what is it? If you love something, never admit it, you know? That's the saying, they <laughs> say that. I actually learned this the hard way. I, uh, I wrote a letter to a guy when I was in college telling him I was saving my virginity for him. I know, a handwritten letter. Yeah, your silence, I take that as support. <laughs> 
I did. I mean, I was a virgin when I went to school, and you know, when you're a virgin, you hold someone's hand, and you're like, you're the one. So that's where my brain was, you know. In my defense, he was a very cool stoner. You know, like he was an, yeah, he was an art student. His name was Jeff, but he spelled it with a G. Used to be a fat kid, just all my favorite things. I wrote him this letter and uh, it was like being in Romeo and Juliet, but I wanted Friar Lawrence to lose the letter. Like I wanted him to kill himself before he read it. But it didn't happen. Uh, I lost my virginity, not to Jeff, but to the opposite of Jeff to a frat boy in Pike with Chinese characters tattooed on his calves. One on each side that said excitement. Yeah. I don't like white guys that like Asian girls. I'm not talking about white guys. I'm talking about the ones that tell you they like Asian girls, you know? They don't always use those words, you know? Sometimes they're like, I have a sword collection. Uh, you guys have been great. Thank you so much. I'm Teresa Lee. Oh, you guys, we've got another friend of the show coming up next. Uh, love her so much. Great to see her. I haven't seen her in a minute. And, and we hugged immediately. Then we whispered, whispered back and forth uh, what Teresa's jokes were that we were laughing at because it was the first time. That was the first time I saw her. God, I love this show because there's always great new people to see. Right? Isn't that fun? Um and so maybe you've seen this gal before at, at Put Your Hands Together, or maybe this is your first time seeing her. So either way, lucky you. Let's hear it right now for Nikki Glazer. You guys, give it up for Nikki. You got for Nikki! so right by the way she th those are the two gym people absolutely and i will also say that uh i absolutely work out slash have any sort of physical activity uh with my hair back and i feel like nikki oh sometimes you see me in that situation because my hair is very confusing in a ponytail yeah you look like you're fighting in the american revolution you know what? A little bit fuck you. I and know. only because that is my punchline. I know, but she fucking why else would I be up here? My fucking punchline! If you just told me, I don't know, joke you could have been went, like, uh -huh. it looks like a little teeny shark tail. Okay, now, hang given, on they a didn't like that at all. Yeah, Nikki, it looks like a little teeny shark tail. <laughs> Wait, did I start with yeah, Nikki? Huh? What? Oh my god. <laughs> Rhea, you know what's the saddest? What? Number one, I love your hair so much. Oh, thanks. And I'm so glad that you feel comfy in it. Thank and you. And I don't ever want you to be different. Okay. But I do sometimes wish we knew each other in high school. Sure. Because I've seen pictures of you yeah. in high school and you had a really slicked back pony and I would have known what that meant. Yeah, you would have. <laughs> you would have had my number. I would have. I guess I would have. Because <laughs> women, women give me their numbers, guys. <laughs> yeah, I had bangs in the mm -hmm. front that was like a Gwen what Stefani if you had bangs looking in the thing. That's yeah. what I have. I, I had, had bangs, bangs in, in the, the back. back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, I didn't want to look like Gwen Stefani. I just didn't know what else to do with my hair. You were like, and okay, was, was like, so like, what's the closest? Maybe no one to will me. look at me if I do this to my hair. <laughs> but I have a cowlick in the middle, so I just had bangs that went like this around my face, and I would like to curl them. And yeah, it was the most ridiculous. I was just a pr parenthetical person. Oh, sweetie, I get it. I actually get why. No, I know you get it, Gwen Stefani, especially because you were like, what? How can I justify the fact that I only want to wear a sports bra? <laughs> right, oh, yeah. that's right. I'm a huge Gwen Stefani fan. And Gwen Stefani fan. That's what it is. That's, that's my, why this feels comfortable. That's, that's my why gender. I wear, that's why a, I wear men's pants. I wear sports bras and dickies, just yeah. like Gwen Stefani. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you, Gwen. Legit, thank you. You're a real gateway lad. I'm even standing like Gwen Stefani right now. Yeah, you are. I get it. Thank you. Well, um, <laughs> listen, 
This we actually wanted to come out together yep. to intro this final comic because mm-hmm. he's a super person. Uh, he's a super person. He is he's a, a person. Super person. <laughs> he's somebody that we love very much. When we moved to LA, he was like our first friend. Yes, he was so kind to us. Yeah, he continues to be our friend. But you know when somebody's like the first person that's nice to you in a damn place? Do you yeah. guys know that person? Yeah, he was nice to me in Peoria, Illinois. He was nice to us in Peoria. A serious place to be nice to. No reason to be it. nice to anybody in Peoria. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, he also, di- you know what? He also directed a stand-up special that came out one year ago uh, tomorrow. Uh, that this me, I was in it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it was the one. It it's was my bachelor one- party. Yeah. Um, and so, anyway, we love him very much. Yeah, Let's hear right now from Mr. Bobcat Goldthwait, you guys. Yay! Hi, how are you? Uh, thank you. Yeah, you don't look the same either. I am... <laughs> Pow! So, um, I was nervous. Cam and Rio seemed like they were fighting up here. It was uncomfortable. I'm glad they got together at the end. <laughs> Whew! Yeah, I met him in Peoria. It was a sweet gig. It was uh, this comedy club that the front looks like a jukebox, and it's across the street from a racetrack. And and it shared a parking lot with a strip club. So basically, if we had a diagram, their career was going this way. And I was going this way. And we met in a Peoria comedy club. Um, you think we're kidding about that uh, racetrack? It was, it's a horrible gig in the, because like, you, you can hear it. So you pick up the speed, trying to get to your punchline. All right. Hi, everybody. I was listening to Nikki to make a reference to that key thing that women do. That was a, that was, I was behind a woman and I saw her take out her key and put it in that position. I'm like, really? Look at, like Burl Ives. You're not even, hey, you got that. All right. I'm an old white guy. I am the problem. Doesn't matter how fucking woke I get. I am the problem. And I am sorry. I really am, sincerely. Oh, I, uh, my, you know, uh, I'll jump all over the place because, uh, uh, <laughs> maybe tonight's the night that Bob Scratch Gold Farm's gonna snap. I, um,. <laughs> This is it. I'm exhausted and I have diarrhea. Anything else you need to know about me? So, uh, 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 Trump, you know, I, uh, I, I, like, you know, everybody, it's not like I'm breaking any barriers talking about Trump, but so I, uh, when he got elected, I went to the, the, the first spontaneous protest. Two things. Uh, my friend, Barry Crimmins, who's always saying, you know, don't minimize the struggle. And, and you know, because when they go to a protest rally, they, they either shoot the violence, they don't shoot people getting along, or they shoot the jackass that's on stilts with a big pot leaf, you know, dressed as Uncle Sam. Um, and I was in such a hurry, I didn't realize what I was wearing, and I had a T-shirt that said, I believe in Bigfoot. And... Uh, <laughs> Instagram, Grandpa's on Instagram, and I, uh, it was the first time I had to block people in five years, and I got, like, 53, this is no boo-hoo, it just, but there's people, uh, <laughs> threatening my life, you know, They're hoping I die and get killed, or call me a Hollywood elite, and a has-been, you can't be both, and, uh, <laughs> was, uh, boy, uh, Police Academy fans, they love Trump. <laughs> they were very disappointed in me. Uh, I've been asking myself for years, who the fuck watched those movies? I figured it out. Um, 
But sometimes I feel very powerless. I try to be involved and I try to do as much as I can and I try to donate and protest. And it's just sometimes I just, but I'm compulsively trying to keep up with the insanity, which isn't healthy because I do feel powerless. And then when I was coming up here, I thought, well, I'm not powerless because John Wilkes Booth was a somewhat well-known actor. (laughs) (laughs) That joke's a federal offense, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, (laughs) It doesn't matter. There's no reality. You could put it on the podcast. I didn't say that. There's no fucking reality anymore. (laughs) I would never kill the president. Although, it would... It would eclipse Police Academy in my obituary. (laughs) Which... I got hit by TMZ, and uh, the way they work is that they they try to, uh, you know, get you to snap, you know what I mean? Say something stupid, and they ambush you, and this kid comes up and he goes, Hey, Bobcat, uh, they're rebooting Police Academy. Don't you think the original cast should be in it? I was like, no. And they go, why not? I go, because a lot of us are dead. And I said, if you're going to reboot it, you should do what they did to 21 Jump Street and make it a comedy this time. <laughs> Zing! And, uh, and, then, uh, and that made the air. And then I said, I don't really think it's a good time to make wacky movies about the police. And uh, the kid was a dummy. He's like, why? Because they're killing civilians now. So... Um, <laughs> All right. I think one federal offense per show is probably uh, my cap. All right, I got. I'm gonna. You know, here's what I want to say. I've got a really good life, and uh, and uh, and I just because you're all young. A lot of you weren't even born when I was relevant, and uh, I, I, I just want to tell you. Uh, uh, I'm doing all these things that I really like doing, and that's why I'm tired. But I wanted to tell you that uh, you, uh, you're, you know, a lot of you are trying to make it, you know, and uh, and that's the, there's the problem right there. Uh, the the key is uh, uh, quitting. No one ever talks about quitting because it's anti-American. You know, never give up. Fuck that noise. Keep quitting until you end up someplace where you don't want to leave. <laughs> That's the key to happiness. Thanks. So, um, yes. okay. So, uh, I'm going to tell a story that I don't think I've said here. So, uh, uh, hopefully, it's new content for the podcast. I, uh, I took the worst gig of my life. I performed at the Gathering of the Juggalos. <laughs> it was. It really. It was w- way worse I've done gigs opening for Nirvana I did gigs oh Oh, you know what I met Gwen Stefani once Uh, I uh, (laughs) I used to direct the Jimmy Kimmel show and I used to every day at work I'd wear a different hat uh, a really nutty hat because then if you're wearing a dumb hat you know what I mean? You don't you you don't lose your temper. You know, if you start yelling at everybody and you're in a sombrero, you look like a douchebag, you know. Let's not forget who's wearing the Pope mitre today. So um I actually had a sombrero on and I had a pink jean jacket with rhinestones. And I was telling I was talking to Gwen Stefani, I was directing the show, and I said, Well, you know, and, and she stopped, she goes, Whoa, whoa, whoa what are you dressed as? What is this? And I go, and she, by the way, is in a marching band outfit. And I go, hello, pot, this is Kettle. (laughs) And she liked that, actually. I don't think people actually make fun of her to her face. So, um, she was a delight. She was a sweetheart. So, um, so, uh, the Juggalo story, it's, it's, okay, I'm gonna, uh, is I can't explain it. it. There's no security. There's no police. There's no no uh, uh, no rhyme or reason. Or it, it, it's just violent. And people are taking bath salts and just beating each other up. And it was like Lord of the Flies. Like suddenly they would decide they didn't like one person. Like piggy piggy, and then they just beat him up. And uh, it was like a Bosch painting. You know what I mean? It was just like giant bird men ripping each other's entrails out. And um. Google Tila Tequila. 
uh, gathering of the Juggalos. Because when she was doing the show, uh, they ran out of Fago Cola to throw at her, so they knocked over the outhouses, and with their bare hands, they grabbed human feces and threw it at her. It was the whole crowd just throwing poo at her. It was an inverted G.G. Allen concert. And... And my opening act, I'm trying to do an abbreviated version of this. And my opening act was a guy named Upchuck the Clown. And Upchuck is going, you got nothing to worry about, Bobcat. They're going to love you. This is family. And he's driving me around in a golf cart. And the, and the juggalos are going, ooh, who are the millionaires? And, uh, and, and Upchuck, he says, you got nothing to worry about. This is like a Dave Matthews concert. One, it was not like a Dave Matthews concert. And fuck you, Upchuck, for thinking I've ever been to a Dave Matthews concert. <laughs> and as he's trying to calm me down, this juggalo runs alongside the golf cart and just starts punching Upchuck in the head. He's like, fuck you, Upchuck, fuck you! Really violently. And Upchuck hits the gas and he goes, I'm here every year, they know me. <laughs> then an unopened can of Fago comes whizzing in at about 50 miles an hour. It just cracks him in the head, and there's this loud pop, and he just slumps over the steering wheel and conscious for a second and a half, and then he wakes up, he goes, I'm hurt, I'm hurt bad. And he hits the gas, he goes, steer. So now I'm steering with the semi-unconscious clown slumped over the steering wheel. We're weaving in and out of juggalos like it's Mr. Toad's wild ride. I helped him into the tent too. And, uh, and then he put a fago on his head because of the swelling. And he may or may not have uh, ingested some sort of power to substance in front of me. It's, I guess it's an old timey remedy, you know. Feed a fever. Uh, all right, that's not the laugh I wanted to go out on. I'm gonna. I'm going to do, uh, uh, trying to do uh, one more quick story and then we'll get out of here. How about that? Uh, I, I was talking about the Kimmel show. Uh, I used to direct the show, like I said, and, uh, uh, and <laughs> I've done the story so many times and I don't remember now. What's the, <laughs> the band that everybody doesn't like? Nickelback. Nickelback, right. When they were on, and look, I don't have a beef with them. They might be nice guys, but when they were on, their manager came in the booth and he goes, who's the director? I go, I am. He goes, uh, don't shoot Chad profile, only shoot Chad straight on. I'm like, uh, who's Chad? He's like, our lead singer. I go, well, why can't I shoot him from the side? He goes, because he has a large nose. I go, okay, I won't shoot Chad from the side. <laughs> and the crew's like, oh, you, you know, they're making fun of me. And then, um, so... <laughs> So I go, okay, I won't. If, if you've ever seen the Kimmel show, the band will do two songs. And during the second song, the show goes off the air. And uh, I said to the assistant director, I go, Kathy, tell me when I have 10 seconds left. And I'm like, camera six, camera four, camera three. And she goes, 10 seconds. I go, shoot the nose. And <laughs> seven cameras zoomed in on this guy's nose. And I made a nose montage. I was like, camera four, camera three, camera two. Camera seven, camera one, camera six, we're off the air. And it's dead quiet in the headset. And the crew's like, hey, man, what are we going to do now? I go, uh, I'm getting in my car. <laughs> Thanks, man. You guys, one more time for our friend Bobcat. Bobcat. And in fact, why don't you keep it going for everybody you saw tonight? Uh, I, wanted to do, I wanted to do my favorite Nickelback song. Oh, no. Look at this funny nose. <laughs> what are you going to do? I don't know. Tackle me? I don't know what to do. The show was going to a natural end. I know. Everybody had clapped. I just we to stopped to sing, look at this funny nose. Yeah. I legitimately do not know what to do. But I'm with you. I'm it on your fun. side. I'm on your side. Thank you. And in fact, also, I know that you hate to sing. I so do. That was like a real risk. I really needed to do it. Yeah, I feel... I had this outfit on. I've been with you. We've been together for six years. Yeah. Um, I have asked you to do karaoke a bunch of times. A million times. We know a lot of professional musicians. Yes. That is the first time... First time. I have ever heard you sing. <laughs> <laughs> 
First time, last time. Guys, here we go for Rio Butcher. One more time for Cameron Esposito, you guys. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Put your Thank hands you so together. Put your hands 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 together. Get ready to laugh. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap. Your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Eight nights. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Uh, yes, I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.